0: We've got three panelists now. Fantastic. Do you
1: just want to say who you are and what you do? Hello, uh, my name's Aaron. I'm a worship pastor here. Uh, During the week, I am a plumber and gas engineer.
2: Hi, my name's Laura. um, And sometimes I help with rice, and sometimes I help um, hang out at the church. Um, I'm the curate here.
3: I'm Andy, apparently I'm the vicar, I think. There we go. You
0: legally have to be the vicar. You swore to the queen. That's not even a joke. I never joke. That was a joke. <laughs> cool. Um, so, first question. Thank you for the talk, Andy. That was epic. Um, cool. We're just going to start with this first one. I find myself distracted really, really easily in prayer or reading my Bible. How do I focus? How do I focus? So how can I focus more on Jesus, basically?
1: Yeah, is the first question. May as well, I'm closest. Um, So this is actually something I struggle with as well. Um, And my mind just wonders... um, and I try and do it as uh, so you know during the week i'm I'm driving to work and then driving home, I try and do it then, and I find that like if I'm in the van for half an hour i've I've said three words and and i just I find it hard, but one thing that I do find helps um there's a couple of things actually um for me personally is praying out loud um I find helps to stop any other thoughts coming into my head. So uh, if you're actually speaking or reading out loud, y- it's, it's almost, I think, almost impossible to actually think of something else whilst you're reading or speaking out loud. So if you're able to do that and you're confident to do that, then that, that is something that can be really helpful. It was helpful for me. Um, and then the other thing I th- for me is just to persevere with it and to just, it's practice, like with anything, doing anything in life the more you do it the more you practice the better you get the easier it will be to not let your mind wander um but i just want to say you are not alone um and definitely i find it hard so yeah
2: um our mobile phones are wonderful things, but um, if you get to distracted by a phone, number one, put it on aeroplane mode just stop the notifications coming through. Number two, put it in a different room. Pick up a paper Bible. That's what I sometimes do, is I've gone back to the paper Bible and leave my phone in a different room so that I'm not tinging through um, and just getting easily distracted. It's just very simple ways of taking out those life distractions. Good.
3: I think, yeah, I just sympathise. I mean, I'm the same. I, you know... Being, just getting a, getting a call or getting ordained doesn't mean that you stop getting distracted. We're human. I think the one thing I've, I think I've really come to know over the years is that um, God is okay with us being human. He's okay with our weakness. Um, somebody once said it was great. They said that the uh, the power of our prayers is in the one who hears it, not the one who prays it. You know, and I just thought that's so you know reassuring. It means that however pathetic I think my prayers are, it's God who hears it, and it's God who's all powerful. I think the other little thing I would do is to say is is, is understand your, you know, you're you're mostly students here, but, you know, your learning style is okay. There are some people who love to sit down and be very contemplative. There's other people who are very kinesthetic. You know, that means you like to do things. You know, you need to get your hands dirty. You need to be doing things. You know, people who like to be auditory. Some people like to be visual. You know, we've all got a different learning preference. You must have done this at some point. You know, as part of your part of your uh, studies, I don't know that sort of thing. Um, and I would just say is, don't try to fight against how you're made. If you're someone who likes doing, you know, then if then you know, go for a walk and pray. If, if you know, don't let anybody tell you that that's any less than somebody who can just sit serenely contemplative for ten hours and float to heaven. I don't float. You know, not built for floating. You know. <laughs> so I tried to float and I crashed on the ground. Um, you know, and so I would just say it's really it's just it's okay. However you are, it's okay. Whatever works for you, do it. You know, God's made you as you are, and I'd say work with it, then rather than trying to work against it. So try for a walk, try doing it visually, tr- whatever you. It's up to you. But I would just say embrace who you are. The whole
0: sinking thing were your words, by the way.
3: Um, yeah, no, I really resonate
0: with that personally, actually um i knew someone who actually felt the closest to jesus in the gym like they that was a space for them where their um their physical but also their mental health was like so focused on something they actually made that the gym quite like a worship moment it was quite quite interesting yeah um so yeah maybe that's something as well maybe you're an active person like they were saying go for a walk Pump the iron. Maybe you'll find Jesus. You never know. <laughs> um you were talking, Andy, before about um receiving the light of Christ. So um what would it feel like to receive the light
3: of Christ, would you say? Yeah. I would say it it's it's different things for different people. You know, the one thing you always say is it, never never look for an experience and say, I have to have an experience like somebody else's and if I haven't had theirs therefore mine's not as valid or whatever it's different for each other I think for some some people aren't very good at being tuned into what their own feelings and so for those sort you know then what do you say is it's a walk of faith and it's a step of faith to know and trust God's word that if you turn to him you have him he's with you despite whatever you feel our feelings can be up and down you know I know some people who have you know, sort of 10 different changes of feelings within 30 seconds, you know what I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's um, one person I used to work with, you know, went in my old church and that, it was like, my word, you know, it's not the test of how you're feeling today, it's how you're feeling this minute, you know what I mean, it's amazing, you know, so let's just recognize that's it, so there's no one feeling, but generally it's, you know, it's, it's often we learn to recognize the presence of Christ for us, you know, bearing in mind that, you know, he promises to be with us, so I would just say be mindful of how does it feel when God's with you, and just bring that to mind, really. But just to say, don't you know? We never look for an experience. God gives experiences, of course, He does. But it doesn't validate it. So your way, my way, it's, it'll be different. That's what I say.
2: Um, yeah, I agree. Um, it, it's that's an interesting, it's a feeling question, isn't it? With some of us are thinkers and some of us are feelers. Um, I think we have. When we receive God, we have the lightness of Christ. We have Christ's light with us. We also have moments where it feels like, gosh, he's really showing the way or something like that. So I had a situation recently where um, I wasn't really sure what God wanted and that kind of thing. And so it felt a bit kind of murky. It wasn't dark, but it was just a bit murky. didn't really know the way. And then something um, just changed. Someone said something and suddenly it was like there was almost like a light turned on. But there was also like a lightness inside like almost like a heaviness went, or a li- uh, and the like someone switched the light on. Um, and so maybe there's that's just a little moment where God really like turned the light up. I don't know, is that a weird analogy?
1: Um, yeah, I think uh, what Andy said definitely. Um, for me, uh, uh particularly at the beginning and first probably many years, um, not a lot happened. I didn't feel huge amounts. But I did persevere. Um, And, and I'm still on that journey. And, you know, we will always be on that journey. Um, But just persevering, and just bit by bit, it just started to change. And I would start to feel more. And the more I pressed in, the more I felt. And sometimes it was like goosebumps. Sometimes it was just a feeling of peace. And sometimes, you know, things would happen like I wouldn't know how to get out of a situation, and then I would eventually pray, and God would answer. And you know, the, it's 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 so many different ways, but those are just you know, f- for me personally, those those were ways that um, yeah, God spoke to me. So,
0: thanks, guys. It's really insightful. Um, yeah, we'll just go for two more. Um, there are so many devotion, so many devotionals out there, but how can I study the Bible with just the Bible? Dun, dun,
3: dun. I would say that whenever you study the Bible, you have to recognize and remember, I think I've said this before, that it's a book written a long, long time ago in a land far, far away. In a different culture, in fact, the Bible. I had said before the lib- you know, the Bible is in the book. It's a library, you know, which goes back thousands of years to maybe a couple of thousand years to an ancient late Iron Age culture, all the way through to a Greco-Roman culture, and the writers. God used the writers under inspiration to bring, you know, His word to tell His truth. But we need to do it. He did it in the culture of the day. So in order to really, really, really understand it, I would say we need to have a primer something sitting alongside it just to help us understand what what they meant otherwise sometimes we can get a little bit off track so you know so martin luther famous came said the uh, the phrase sola scriptura which meant only the scriptures however i think what he meant was it was that that the scripture was our guiding path not you know other people adding to it but what is really useful i would say this is to say if you want to have the bible just L- widen it a little bit to have some commentaries or say the one I what I like to say is Gordon Fee's book how to read the Bible for all it's worth it's a great starting point because that just helps you to understand where the person who wrote it was coming from let me give an, exa- an example I mean you know my, my poor friend Jorge over here who's just heard that Chelsea his team lost 1-0 to Liverpool my team so what was the score 1-0 the Lord binds up the broken hearted brother, it's okay. You know, that sort of thing, um, you know. But, um, what was I gonna say, I, there's, a, there's a point to this. Sorry, I just wanted to get in, that, that's right. That's it, there was a point. So, football commentators, if you've heard them, you heard that phrase that say, oh, the crowd are on the edge, the edge of their seat. Oh, you know, he was—he he missed the penalty, he was sick as a parrot, you know. Somebody coming from Mars looking at that can say, well, football fans don't know how to sit on seats and there's a risk you can co- contract an avian disease playing football because it's an idiom, but we know what we mean. And often to really understand what the Bible writers, you know, what the readers make, we need to understand that. Sorry, I've gone on long enough, but that is, so really try to, I would say don't try to read the bible on its own get some stuff around it that helps you understand what the guy was on about or the girl was on about that's it yeah. sorry that took so long no. that's okay. but i had to mention the football result sorry mate <laughs> uh,
2: know to no just the, um obviously uh jesus um what the bible is one of the main ways that god speaks to us today and he is revealed um through that but um jesus is the primary re- jesus was the primary revelation of god so ask Jesus to help you. Dive into the gospels and then sit with Jesus ask Jesus he was the he was the main way God revealed himself and then the scriptures are next so ask Jesus to help you.
1: Amen.
0: Thanks Aaron. That was very insightful. Um cool. We've got one more. Um I think this one needs to be asked. Um I think many of us here suffer with um, or struggle with self-worth, anxiety. Um, And this person asks, if I'm struggling with self-worth issues and anxiety, how would I pray for that to improve? Find community, that's what I would say. That's probably the first thing I'd say.
2: Um I think our worth when we really grasped how loved we are by God, how much we're worth in his eyes as a son, as a daughter, um, that's the biggest thing that we can grasp, I think. So and often oh, oh gosh, this is so dangerous thinking out loud. Um but <laughs> um externally processing, but it's our, our, sometimes our earthly experience of our parents doesn't always help us to understand God as a heavenly father and um and as a as a a mother um but just knowing how loved we are as children of God can really help our self-worth and asking God just to show that to us and being really honest with him in that um yeah doing some kind of reading and studying around God as our like perfect heavenly father um Drawing our worth from him, not just from generating it from the inside, but really knowing we're made in his image, we're so precious. Um, so that wasn't very practical. I'm going to hand along the line.
3: That's a great start. I want to build on that, um, really, because um, you know what Laura said. You know the story of Jesus and Lazarus in the tomb when, you know, when he'd been dead and, um, and he raised, basically he raised him from the dead and then he rolled it. And the first thing he said was, r- take the grave clothes off him. It's the fact that when we become a Christian, it's like we've been raised from the dead, but often we still have the grave clothes on us. It's the stuff that comes, you know, wrapped around us from all sorts of stuff. Our experiences, um, the things people have said, the things, you know, the, the sins we've committed, maybe the sins committed against us. It can be one of a hundred different things. And often they stay wrapped around us. And even though we've been raised, we've been raised with Christ, in a sense we're still there. And I think part of the Christian life, the process of the Christian life, I think it's bit by bit is is those grave clothes coming off and it can be you know like say lies that have been said things that people say I mean you know um, and you know it can be just a fact of circumstances we've been in it can be the fact that often you know particularly as we're growing up we get our a lot of our image from ourselves by trying to triangulate what other people think and if we're in a bit of a bad group sometimes that can be a very negative one you know at school or whatever like this stuff you know and so that's the baggage we come with, and Jesus comes in, and he raises us to life, and then he starts to bring truth into our lives, truth through his word. He says, how I see you. Often truth spoken through other people about what they see in you. Often truth as well brought through the Holy Spirit prophetically often, which can really open things up. So what I would say would be is to to do that, is, is recognize when you know, when sometimes our self-image and where we've got those perceptions from and be open to the fact that on this journey that we're all on, which, you know, begins now and ends when we see him in glory, he's making us bit by bit, loosening those grave clothes and he's setting us free bit by bit by bit. Um, I loved what Jeremy said, find community because it's often in community and the community of people who love you that truth is spoken to you and often when You know we hear that enough times we start to dare to believe it but i would say daring to believe the truth is a spiritual discipline and we can choose whether we believe you know the stuff from below or the stuff from above so that's what i would say it's a big subject and that's only just scratching the surface um so yeah
1: so being a worship leader um my tendency is always to go straight to worship, which good worship is basically just the Bible in song form. Um, and there's you know the, the the song that immediately came to mind um, is the song "Who the Sun sets free is free indeed. Um, and it's just about understanding that we are who we are is actually in the Bible, it tells us we are, we are children of God and god made all of us and he didn't make any mistakes um and sometimes that can be hard to to wrap your head around and there are you know people born with disabilities and there's all sorts of you know things about that that are hard to kind of understand uh, for us but i would just encourage you you know wor- worship is an incredible way to to learn who we are in Christ. Um, It's the first place I go to when I'm in a difficult situation, when I'm struggling with something. It's the first thing I want to do is just worship, um, usually on my own, just so that I'm not, you know, distracted or, you know, influenced by anyone else around me. So, um, and yeah, just, um, just the other part of that, the question was, you know, finding it hard to pray. And I suppose it's just going back to the perseverance thing again: is to just don't don't give in. God, God will never stop waiting for you, and He will never stop wanting you to come to Him. So, however long that takes, just just persevere. And even if it's uh, you know a month from now or whatever it is, He will be there waiting for you. So so just keep pressing in, keep pressing in. And there's grace in abundance for all of us so yeah Yeah, i'll just say one more thing
0: on the back of the worship thing create an environment of worship as well don't just listen to songs but actually make an environment for worship as well that's my thing um fantastic thanks guys can we give them a hand um